Okay. So I need your absolute and fullest attention because I've got a very important quiz for you to do. I mean, what you're about to find out about yourself, it could be pretty confronting. You might find out some hard truths. Are you ready? Okay, let's go. So you've just finished a long day at work. You're exhausted. You get into bed, ready to sleep, and your phone rings. You pick it up. It's your partner. They're drunk and want you to come pick them up from the pub. Do you A, say absolutely not, laugh and hang up? B, say you're in bed but you'll order them a ride? Or C, say, of course, honey, love you, be there soon. Now, write down your answer so you can keep track or hold on to it in your brain. You got it? Okay. So next one. So let's say you're very passionate about pineapple not belonging on pizza and you're hanging out with a group of mates and they start talking about how good pineapple is on pizza. Do you, A, stop the conversation straight away to let everyone know they're all wrong, B, smile and nod but kind of jokingly tell them it's a bit of a weird combo, or C, enthusiastically agree because it means they'll vibe you. Get that answer down. All right, last one. You've been dating someone new for the past few weeks, but lately they haven't been responding to your texts when you ask if they want to hang out. Then, after a week of nothing, when you're about to go out with your friends, they message saying, what you doing? Do you A, block the number and go out with your mates? B, reply later and say you're busy? C, reply straight away and say you have no plans and ask them if they want to hang out? Okay. You have to be completely honest. Did you get mostly C's? Did you get all C's? Because if you did, I'm sorry, but you, my friend, are a chronic people pleaser. Nat Tenchich here, and it's okay. Don't stress, because I am too. And in this episode, we're going to figure out how to start putting ourselves first, baby. Plus, how to set those really important boundaries, especially in our love lives. Now, to be honest, I didn't really realize how much I struggled with this until I legit did an online quiz just like the one you just did. And I got a pretty high score. Very much a people pleaser, especially when it comes to work and friendships. And it is kind of confronting to realize especially when you think I'm a pretty strong person. I've got a big personality. Surely I don't bend to the will of everyone around me. Don't you dare be taking advantage of me. I will have none of that in my DMs. Thank you. Uh, And it's also something that listener Aisha got in touch with us about. So I'm Aisha. And the reason I got in touch with the hookup was because um, I suffer a lot from self-sacrificing and people-pleasing. And it was something I'd really like to know more about and, and how others experience the same things as me and what they go through. So a people-pleaser for me, and this is a reflection on my experience, is someone who is always giving and is probably receiving as well, but it just gives so much of themselves that they never find time to look after themselves or or look after their needs and their wants as well. And a result of that just gets really tired and frustrated and angry. And mostly it comes out on other people. So how has this impacted your relationships? Like what have you... What do you kind of do when you're in relationships um, that you're not happy with? 
Yeah, so I guess I don't notice at the beginning. I think, you know, when you start off in a relationship and you're so full of love and lust and you just want to give that person so much and, and that comes in different ways of you, of showing love and I think you, I don't notice at the beginning and then after a while I realise, you know, I feel claustrophobic and I, I seem to be spending all my time thinking about the other person, which is not bad, but it is bad if, you, if you're not thinking about yourself at all. And so I find myself doing all these things that I think I should do, but actually I don't need to do them. So, you know, it might be even like folding my partner's clothes way too often, even when they don't want them to be folded. But it's this feeling that, you know, they're expecting me to be doing these things, but they're not really. What's going on in your head when you feel like the, like compelled to do things for the people you're close to? Because it seems like you have some self-awareness about it. So what's happening at the moment? Like what's your thought pattern about like, like what if you weren't to do those things? I think it really comes from wanting people to like me and especially my partner. And I think it's this fear that, I want to be that perfect person. And if I stop doing those things that I expect they want from me, I feel like they won't maybe not love me as much as what I what I think they should, which I know is not, you know, what's happening. But in my head, that's the fear, is that fear of not being liked or that fear that, you know, their perception of me is going to change. Yeah. Do you feel like this quality of yours has ever been taken advantage of? It probably has. But I don't think it's, oh, I don't think, no, I don't think people are aware of taking, like, I don't think people are taking advantage of me and being aware of that. But I do know where I've been in situations where, you know, I'll walk through the door after coming home from work really late and being really fatigued. And, um, you know, my, my housemate's boyfriend would ask me to then go down to the shops and go get an ice cream. And I would say no, which would be very, very hard for me because I'd, I'd want to people please that person. But because I'd say no, there'd be this like remorse and guilt and, you know, these overwhelming feelings of, oh, they're not going to like me anymore. So I think I get myself stuck into situations where, yeah, maybe people are taking advantage of me. Have you ever asked your partner how they like react to that no? Like, um, or do you just or like go ahead and hit the scenario um, in your head without kind of playing it out in person? I've had this discussion with my partner before and he wishes I said no more often. I think in the past I have said no to people and because I'll give you an example. So I was with a, you know, I was living with a housemate for a really long time and I had been self-sacrificing and people-pleasing and always, you know, doing what I thought she expected from me. You know, that happened for months and months. And then, you know, she, I was a certain way to her. So she saw me as a being a certain way. And then when I turn around and say no, all of a sudden, I'd get a lot of anger towards me because it wasn't my normal, you know, her perception of what I was normally. And, you know, that wasn't just that one person. I think that has played on before, but because those are the initial reactions, I don't continue doing it. But I'm sure a lot of people would say no, and they'd use that word quite often. And as a result, that initial no isn't scary. Um, but for me, saying no and that response is really scary. So how can we help? Like, what would you like to hear from um, the hookups experts? And how can we help you? I think firstly, it'd be nice to hear other people's experiences. And also, you know, why is it that 
some people like myself fall into this trap? Where does it stem from and how can we overcome it? And it'd be really nice to hear, you know, expert advice on how we can overcome that. And yeah, and just hearing the experiences of others and, and, and those who have been able to overcome it as well, I think is really important. It is so hard. If you totally resonated with Aisha like I did, you'd know how scary it is to say no to people. And it's kind of one of those things where you know you're a people pleaser, but you just don't know where to start when it comes to putting yourself first. Well, clinical psychologist Dr. Lillian Nijad is here to help. She says it's such a common issue, especially for women, because we've been socialized to prioritize others before ourselves. People pleasing sounds like it's a good thing. Like mm. we all like to do things for people and enjoy, you know, doing them favors or pleasing them. And, you know, there are some functional aspects to this behavior, but it is dysfunctional when you're putting others needs and wants before yours, even when you don't want to, or it's not in your best interest, or it's at the expense of your own sense of well-being. And I think that that's what um, Aisha is saying. She's saying that it's causing her some harm. She doesn't actually want to do some of the things um, that she's doing for others. And it has actually led to resentment, which can actually damage her relationships. And that's what she's worried about. She's worried about damaging her relationships. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, like, like can being too much of a people pleaser impact, um, negatively impact your relationships? Yeah, I think that that's what's so interesting is that, you know, when she talks about it, when I hear other people talk about it, that the fear is if they don't do what the other person wants them to do, or what they ask, or if they say no to people that they that they might not be liked anymore, they might be rejected or abandoned by others. But sometimes the opposite can be true, because it's not just about people pleasing is often associated with a lot of other kind of behavior. So it's kind of associated with having like a passive communication style where you're not expressing your needs and wants and you're always saying yes and you, you know, never say no and you're always agreeing with others opinions or deferring to their kind of opinions, but also over apologizing is quite associated with people pleasing and also asking for reassurance all the time to make sure that, you know, someone still likes you or is okay with your behavior. And all of those behaviors, although they're geared towards making people feel secure that in their relationships, they can actually be quite off-putting. If you can imagine, you know, someone constantly asking for reassurance that that would be quite exhausting to have to reassure someone all the time. So can those things can actually be to um, a relationship's detriment rather than strength. I've got Eden on Butterong Country uh, on the line in Berwick. Um, you identify as a people pleaser as well. How does it in, uh, impact your life and relationships? Definitely a people pleaser. I guess my partner and my family get a bit frustrated with it, um, especially when they are, like not so much when I'm people pleasing them, but when I put myself out there for my friends and, and don't get the same in return um, and stuff like that. So yeah, I think, I think my partner definitely finds it really frustrating. So what does your partner kind of say about it? I guess he just has expressed that he gets frustrated by the way some people treat me and just says that people walk all over me and that kind of stuff. Do you feel like people walk all over you? Maybe sometimes, <laughs> but not all the time. Yeah, right. Um, Lillian, I want to bring you in here. What can yeah. Eden do here? 
Eden, I love how you said that they don't mind it when you do it for them, but they don't (laughs) like it when you do it for other people. Um, So are you saying that they don't actually have the awareness that you're actually doing that with them as well? Um, I guess for my family, they they do. Like they they don't ask me to do too much or put myself out there too much. And they will definitely tell me if I'm doing too much. Um, I don't think my partner has the insight that like if I'm doing it for him. um, Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting, isn't it? I I would say, you know, if you, if he brings it up that, you know, he thinks that, you give in too much and you're too people pleasing that maybe you could practice not being people pleasing with him first um, so that he actually gains some awareness and what, you know, what you do for him as well. I mean, that's something that would be great if he was aware of all the things that you're doing for him, but it also would be great if he was on board with helping you with this behavior and starting with within your own relationship with him. Yeah, definitely. That would probably be a good place to start. <laughs> yeah. It's always good to have um, your significant others, you know, the people that care about you on board when you're trying to change this behavior. Because um, I think Aisha was saying that she's tried it out a couple of times and she's received kind of angry re- or, you know, responses because they're not used to her saying no or, you know, um, not giving into their requests. But and then she shies away um, and she doesn't do it again. But if you have people on board that know like this is an issue and that you're trying to do something about it and they can like, you know, you can decide with them like how they're going to let you know that you're doing it again, but you're doing it with them. That can be such a helpful thing to do to um, overcome people pleasing. Eden, I hope that helps, uh, I suppose, and um, puts you on the path towards it. I've got some texts in here too. Uh, Georgia says, I can definitely relate to having this quality. I have uh, so been taken advantage of with this, but usually only in friendships, so more toxic ones. And someone else says, it's not just women. I'm a guy in my early 20s and had the exact same housemate situation. Okay, so how can we start combating this behaviour and make a change? Lillian says there's a few ways to do it, but the main thing is to build up your sense of self. Because sometimes people-pleasing happens when your self-esteem is based solely on the approval of others, or you have beliefs, you know, that you're not enough, and that you feel like you always have to prove your worthiness by doing things rather than just being who you are. And so it's really important to figure out, you know, what's important to you? You know, what do you want and need? And what, you know, what are some of your, what are some of your non-negotiables? What are your opinions and perspectives? Because if you have a strong sense of self, you're, you're much less likely to do that sort of behavior, at least as, you know, automatically. And then the other thing is there's a lot of anxiety associated with this behavior. And when we feel anxiety, we're wanting to avoid doing the thing that actually is, is the helpful thing. So what I'm hearing from a lot of the people who've texted in or, or spoken about this today is that they fear negative judgment or losing relationships or they're wanting to, they fear conflict or having those kind of difficult conversations with people if they say no. And so when you feel fear and anxiety and it's not a a dangerous situation, the strategy is always to approach those situations. So what I would recommend is to experiment with or test the theory that, that you will lose relationships if you say no, for instance. And you might do that, you know, in a graded way. So you start with like little things. You might start with, you know, one or two people that are close to you and just practice 
saying no when they when they request something and saying, you know, you don't have to say it harshly. You could just say, you know, I, I can't do that today. I've got this to do. Or, you, you know, just saying no, like things that you wouldn't normally do. And then see what happens. Now, sometimes you might find that, you know, people get upset or they, they don't expect it. But what can be really good about that is that you learn that you can cope with that. Like it's mm. okay to have that reaction. But most likely that fear or anxiety you have is unfounded. So what you're going to find is that a lot of people are fine with you saying no. And, and then you learn to be more confident in asserting your needs and wants. So I think experimenting with it is really important. Approaching the things that make you anxious is actually what ends up relieving anxiety over time. Another thing that Lillian told us was that it's really important to study yourself. Spend some time becoming more aware of your behavior and see if you can notice when your people-pleasing is happening the most. So that way, when certain situations come up, like any of those scenarios I gave you at the start, try and be more mindful in those moments. Feel the urge and work through it when you're practicing those no's. So what if you're not a people pleaser, but your partner is? It's not easy watching the person you love put everyone else before themselves and maybe getting walked all over. That's what it's been like for listener Elle, who spoke to the hookup Steve Salmon. I've seen my partner constantly trying to do things, trying to do chores, like constantly always trying to please and do like lovey-dovey things as well, which has been amazing. But I'm watching her burn out at the same time and it's kind of really painful in a way because I'm trying to tell her to stop, just back down, you don't need to do this. Like, we can do these chores together, we can do little things together and that will make it a hell of a lot easier, but she just wants to do these things by herself and it's just kind of tough because she just doesn't listen no matter how many times I say, just calm down, just stop, this doesn't need to happen, like we can do this together. And then if she's not doing it with me, she's doing it with colleagues as well, so, and you kind of see, you can see that but from an outsider's perspective, but people kind of taking advantage of her doing, you know, jobs and stuff that she doesn't necessarily need to do, but because they know that she has that in her nature, then they just kind of take advantage of it. Yeah, that's that's really hard. That must be really hard for you um, as a partner to, to witness that. Um, when you do have the conversation with her and you tell her how you feel, like what's her response to that? She just says that, you know, you know she loves me and all that kind of stuff and this is what she wants to do. It's just part of her and it's part of her nature. And I'm not going to try and change that, but at the same time, yeah, I don't know, it's just and I try to make it easier. I try to do even when it's just little chores like dinner and clothes and laundry and all that kind of crap. I'm going to try to make that easier and do them for her, but then she'll still find something to do and some kind of chore. If it's not for me, it's for someone else, and she's always out there to try and please someone. And she just needs to just stop and just breathe, and she just can't do that. And so, yeah, it's weird seeing that from the other side, I guess. Yeah, I mean, my partner hates it when I never, ever take anything back for a refund or contest a fine and I just go oh that's fine it's okay he hates it but he's also a bit of a people pleaser in other situations and hates confrontation and that's also difficult to see so how should you deal if you're with someone who's a chronic people pleaser here's what Lillian had to say to Elle well see you can't stop her 
Only she can do that for herself. What I would do is really attend to what what's what is underlying this for her? What what are the emotional aspects underlying it? So we've talked about anxiety being kind of the main feature. You know, it can be very frustrating, which is what it sounds like this person is saying. But if you're if you um, approach it with frustration, what's going to happen is she is going to be defensive. Um, and probably want to like back down and please you more, right? Yeah, potentially. <laughs> so yeah, right. So what you want to do is you want to go in with, you know, kindness and understanding and curiosity about the behavior. You know, what's actually going on for you? Like when you say yes, what's going on in your head? Like, why do you say yes when you don't want to say yes? Mm. And really trying to understand what's going on for her specifically. And what you're going to probably find is that she's feeling anxious, that she thinks that this is how she might have some beliefs that, you know, you, you should do these sorts of things. And, you know, that sort of perfectionistic mindset that some people have that they, they must do these things and they must do them perfectly. Like there might be so many things that are leading her to people, please. And if you have more of an understanding of it, you might actually help her do something about it, but you can't make her stop or do something about it. So start with understanding it first so that she'll want to do something about it herself. It's really great advice. And Lillian has one last thing she wants you to remember. I think it's so important that there is balance. I think balance is the key. Of course, we want to do things for other people, but you also need to take care of your own needs and wants as well. So if you feel like it's out of balance either way, then it's about putting it back into balance. And there, like I said, there's so many different ways to do that. And you're finding it difficult to do it by yourself. There's great professional help for this sort of thing. So please seek assistance from a psychologist, for instance, who can help you improve your self-concept and learn effective ways to communicate with others and manage and reduce the types of anxiety that might be driving this behavior. How are you feeling? I'm actually starting to feel so much better. I'm gonna make some small promises to myself to practice saying no. And I hope you do it too. When you have boundaries and you have a sense of your whole self, people actually want to be with you more. Anyway, let me know how you go. I want to hear on our Insta at Triple J The Hookup. Or you can shoot us an email, thehookup at abc.net.au. We'd love to hear from you, especially if you've got a topic that you need help with. 